Hello and welcome to the Inner Bitch Inner Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jacari. I'm a naturopathic doctor, acupuncturist, Reiki master, but ultimately an intuitive coach that focuses on the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of health. I help women gain the confidence to use their voice and honor themselves via the Inner Truth Quantum Healing Method. I am super passionate about bringing the big spiritual teachings and lessons down to earth in our everyday lives. And this is the journey that I've gone on myself the past seven years and have also been helping other women go through this as well. And this podcast is a place where I share what those insights are and what my downloads are so that it can help you in your life. Because if there's one big overarching thing that I have learned, it's that all that you need to heal is the present moment if you're awake and paying attention. So I hope that from this podcast you gain clarity, some understanding, and maybe even some emotional healing around some of the things that you are going through. And one last very important thing before we get to the episode. No matter how terrible you feel about how you have been in the past or how you have been even earlier today, no matter how bad you feel about yourself, I want you to know that you are still worthy of love and that the more that you can lean into loving those parts of yourself that you don't like to see, the more that you can do that, the more love and healing and closer you get to your own inner truth. After all, this is the Inner Bitch Inner Truth Podcast. Befriend your inner bitch to reach your inner truth. All right, now let's take a breath together. And relax your jaw. Relax the muscles around your eyes. Relax your forehead. Relax your ears. Feel your shoulders drop down and your arms hang heavy. And let your belly out and feel your energy sink into this space and know that you can come back here and do this for yourself at any point in time all right let's get to the episode Today I have with me Bailey Bruce. She is the owner of Natural Native Wellness. She's a certified health professional, Reiki master, and the creator of Native Movement. And today we get to talk all things. Um, I want to just real quick share a story about how we met because I think in the world of like internet, it's just amazing how people can become friends. So I actually met Bailey at a... um, It was one of Britt Johnson's astrology webinars and we connected on there and then connected on Instagram. And I've been like obsessed with, with her from a distance and everything that she's up to. Um, So that's how we became friends. And um, just thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh my gosh, Sarah, thank you. I'm again, I'm so grateful too, that we've connected in this way and it just gives me more hope about, you know, social media, especially in the moments that it doesn't resonate with me. I'm just grateful for these connections that, right. That's, that's the purpose of it. So just reinstills that, um, yeah, that, that appreciation I have for it and our connection. So thanks for having me. 
Yeah, you're welcome. And same, I feel the same. It's like a love-hate relationship, right? (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's just dive right on in. You have the flow state method, which is your own creation. And I would love to just hear the story of how you created it and all the different pieces. And yeah, just, just what was that journey like? And yeah. yeah. So, um, oh man, where do I start with that? Um, for me, it's just been a continuation of growing, evolving, uh, learning, studying, using certain medicines and tools and philosophies and practices for myself first. Right. And then using them one-on-one with clients and of course I do community and group classes too. And so just over the last few years of, of doing those things uh, for myself and for others, I've realized that there is a method to the things that I'm doing. And for me, um, I love order. I love organization. I love kind of putting things into um, a method that people can um, just receive so many benefits and kind of right like grouping everything that I do into one offering um so that's just been the last I feel like year and a half I've been really trying to hone in on what exactly that method is and how can I offer it and and how does it help people and so um it really just starts back in uh really just the beginning stages of when I became interested in teaching natural health um you know doing that training, that education, um, and teaching yoga classes. And so movement really came into it. And so for years I had been doing what was called native movement that I created. And, um, it's a really nonlinear movement practice. And so that's another huge component of, of the flow state method. So you have the natural health foundations of natural health, right. Which are going to be just your basics of, um, nutrition and hydration, getting rest and, and movement. And, um, you know, talking about just your faith, your trust in the body's natural design as well. Um, so talking about that and even coming down to, um, the concepts of like your house, your space you live in, right. The, products that you use and um, creating a, a non-toxic environment that you live in and having a home that is that foundation of your well-being. Um, so that's the, that's the first component. And then, like I said, I, I then learned, um, you know, movement and how to teach that and how it helped me. I was always, I grew up a dancer my, the majority of my life. And so movement has always been um, medicine for me from the very beginning. And um, so as I studied that more in, in a component of wellness, I've come to understand what somatic therapy is. And that is exactly what I've been teaching and doing all these years. So um, I'm just learning more about somatics and somatic experiencing, somatic healing, um, and those techniques in regards to trauma, in regards to releasing um, emotions that are held in the body through movement, um, through breath through certain uh, somatic exercises. And more importantly, it's about learning your unique uh, nervous system and um, even the traumas that we all experience, whether they're very individual and personalized or whether it's a collective trauma, environmental traumas, um, it's it's tapping into those and using um, just what we've experienced throughout our lives um, as, as a point of reference, um, to begin doing more inner work and to use the movement, the somatic practices to really work through process, cope, heal, um, that, that trauma that, 
that we've um, endured. So that's the second component. And then we go into the energetics. So it's really just, you know, enter introduction to energetics or principles of energetics and just how that relates to the world, knowing that everything is energy. And of course, I'm a Reiki master too. So I've studied energy medicine in that way. I also use sound healing techniques, so many things. So energy is such a huge component to my offerings and how that relates to um, whether it's just relieving stress in the body and um, in that way, working right with just the energy of grounding, of, of coming home to this anchored energy that we need to um, you know, be still and, and to find that uh, kind of equilibrium or balance again. Um, or it can be just the energetics of, right, the law of attraction or the life that you're wanting to create for yourself. And, um, you know, whatever that may be, it's, it's tapping into how energy is literally in everything and it affects the way we live, our relationships, our well-being, all of it. And so we dive into that um, little bit of components of the, right, the chakra system and how that relates to the energy centers in the body and um, in relation to physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health. Um, and then the last component is uh, just ancestral wisdom. Uh, my background is I'm Cherokee and Choctaw. And so tying in traditional medicine practices from my ancestors and um, those, you know, medicines that I have learned, um, whether it's just learning about the four directions and the sacredness of that or tapping into nature and, and elements in that way and how um, just indigenous spirituality is, is so, um, man, I don't even have words for it right now, but I think just a lot of things that we are maybe missing in our Western uh, culture today is, is things that we can really tap into and in, in some of those more indigenous um, spiritual concepts. Um, and to just, you know, signs, symbols, archetypes that, you know, have been studied and, um, you know, allow us to tap into our own innate wisdom and trusting in those signs and synchronicities and symbols that have just been passed down for centuries. Um, so yeah, that's basically the whole component or the, um, the method in itself is tapping into each of those pillars. And um, I'm just there to be a guide, a teacher and helping them remember all of this and how they can use it to tap back into their innate flow state whatever that is for them. And at the end of the day, whether it's our career, an injury, an illness, um, having children, um, right? So many things, even just ego thoughts sometimes, right? Um, can pull us out of that flow state at any time. So um, I'm kind of redefining flow state for myself and what that is and um, how I can help guide not only myself, but others into that flow state for, right? The highest good. And um, yeah, so- that's it. <laughs> In a nutshell. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I'm, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing. Like literally <laughs> all of these pillars, everything that you said, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Like all of it. You and I are like so aligned in that way. Yes. Um, and I think, uh, can I, can I pick your brain a little bit about oh, some of, of this course. stuff? <laughs> Definitely. Um, I'm so fascinated by the ancestral wisdom piece mm -hmm. there. And um, I studied with a shaman who kind of, he was, he was working with the medicine man in South Dakota is like, um, I don't know the tribe. I don't know like specifics, but he is from South America and he went up to, to South Dakota. Yeah. And then 
came and was in the Chicago area. And that's where I found him for my own healing. And then I started studying with him a little bit. Um, and he's really who like opened my intuition and opened my world to all these different things. Um, but there's just so many different, um, kind of philosophies, but they're all kind of this like similar as well. Right. Like they're all like, can you just share a little bit about like what you've learned or what, like the major. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and kind of like you're saying, like at the end of the day, it all is the same message or it all points back to the same place. Like that's what I'm seeing with it all. And to me, it's just love. It comes back to love. And so, um, that is probably what I'm really truly learning, um, throughout. I'm, I'm working with an elder within my tribe. And for me, it's, it's really, um, it's waking me up to my own wisdom and the trauma that my ancestors have had to go to and to honor and own that and take responsibility for, um, in regards to that, um, lineage of healing. Um, and so for me, it comes down to also honoring, right. Love and honoring. And it's not just, um, or I guess I should say the number one thing that I've learned through, um, just the ancestral wisdom and diving into, um, those teachings is, everything is connected. Everything is one. And so when you really start to embody that, um, whether it's nature, whether it's the food that you're eating, whether it's someone that you're interacting with, um, everything is connected. And so you start to really relate to that relationship with mother earth and with your just people you come in contact with again, the food you eat, the water that you drink, like everything is so sacred. And to me, that just has kind of given me this new perspective on um, just how I go about my daily life and truly honoring just a walking outside and seeing the trees and having gratitude. Thank you for just being there and for giving me, right, that oxygen that I need and giving you the oxygen in return, right? So it's just this beautiful um, connection. And um, that is what I think has been the biggest takeaway for me and what I am truly so excited to just, again, um, teach, but also allow people to remember or wake up to, right, Um, that everything is connected. So Yeah. So do you think that's the biggest thing that's missing from Western medicine then is that, that connection and that gratitude for nature for like, we are of the earth. Exactly. No, um, definitely. Because I just don't think that in our philosophy, uh, Westernized philosophy that we don't take that into consideration, even just the way that right. Allopathic medicine was created, um, and how it's, evolved today. Um, That's why so many people are leaning more towards integrative methods and going back to Eastern uh, medicine practices because it's holistic. It includes all aspects of the body and how everything is so connected. It's not just, we're not just these physical bodies with these parts. And um, it's like, if, if what I believe in my mind, um, you know, if we can get back to viewing the body in that way as a whole entire right entity in itself and seeing how we connect with mother earth in that way and how we can honor that and respect that as well as each other, like just imagine how much different our world would be. And that's something that I feel like is my ultimate mission. And so this is just further solidified or I should say affirm that, um, sorry, if you can hear my dog, by the way, um, 
if you, you know, just further affirms, um, you know, my purpose here on earth is to, again, um, yeah, be, be that, um, I don't know, person that not only for myself, but hopefully inspires or influences that in other people. So, yeah, I see that. I see that for you. Cause I feel, I mean, I feel similar to, are you familiar with the gene keys? Um, I've heard of them and I've, I know the book, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, just basically or maybe like there's the, multiple books, but I've seen a book about it. I just haven't read it. Yeah. Yeah. There's like the one main book that has like all the gene keys in it. Um, but just to give okay. like a really quick little snippet for the, the listeners and to like share with you. Yes. Um, I'm so interested. Richard Rudd basically had this, um, moment where he saw, like, he, he says it, it's like looking through like a, like a, a looking hole or whatever into what like humanity is going to be in the future and how we're evolving into a different kind of human species. And so basically the gene keys, he uses the I Ching from, um, tradition, like the traditional Chinese yes, medicine, yeah. the I Ching, um, and those are the keys. So the, each key aligns with one of the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching. And it's basically like, there's a shadow shadow part. There's a, um, why am I like blinking on this? The gift, the shadow, the gift, and then the city. So the shadow is like the unconscious aspect of us. Mm-hmm. The gift is waking up to the unconscious. And then the city is like the enlightenment higher heart part mm-hmm. um, of us. And basically he prophesizes that humans are evolving into a different kind of, you know, humans where we are going to be at the highest level and it is all going to be love. And it is, you know, the world is just going to be completely different than it is today. And when I really learned about this, I was like this, like, I feel like that's my mission is to help, to help people like wake up to this this knowing and like believe and trust in it and then do what you can every single day to like live in alignment with that. Exactly. Exactly. I have chills as you're explaining (laughs) all of that. And I knew like very, very, very little about it. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and it just, again, it comes back to how you were talking about it's, it kind of comes back to whether no matter kind of what you believe in, right religion or whatever, it kind of comes back to the same message that we're all just trying to love one another. And, um, you know, I don't know, honor the earth and do, do all these things. And, um, I'm kind of losing my train of thought with that, but there was something that maybe it'll come back to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It'll come back. (laughs) So I, I have this like inkling that I want to, I want to talk about something that I've never talked about before that I feel kind of nervous to even ask because I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it, it involves like, okay, are you up for it? Let's do, you just want to go here and we can edit that out if anything is bad. Yeah. I don't, yeah. We'll just, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, you know, like many of us, like I have been waking up as a, as a cis white female in Mm. the United States, you know, I have like Eastern or European, you know, ancestors, that is my ancestry. And you have, um, you said Cherokee and Cherokee and Choctaw yeah. and Choctaw ancestry. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're coming with this perspective of like, we are all one and all is love. 
And something got said to me the other day that I, it just made me, I didn't quite know how to take it. And I, and I know that maybe it was in, in preparation for this conversation so that I could ask about it because I think that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people I know feel the way that I feel where, um, you know, Thanksgiving for me is just like, like, I don't like celebrating the traditional, I guess, Mm -hmm way that we celebrate. Right. But I I take that day as I'm going to be, I'm going to think of all the things that I'm grateful for. And I'm going to make it like a personal, a personal day rather than like a, a national holiday sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And something God said to me the other day, and it was along the lines of like, well, you have to take responsibility for what your ancestors did. And you have to like own that. And I'm like, okay, like I can own that. And I completely, you know, I disagree with like everything that happened and everything that happened makes me feel terrible and sick and like awful. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, what, like, what can I do? Like, how can I help clean this up? You know? Yeah. So I'm just wondering like what your perspective is on this and what, like, what can I do? You know, I love that. It's funny because again, like you talked about, you had a conversation with someone that then almost like planted a seed for this conversation right now. Um, my husband and I were watching a movie last night called the white Lotus. Well, it's actually a series. Um, and this exact conversation came up, not specifically about Thanksgiving, but literally the whole concept. And so that's wild. First of all, (laughs) um, second of all, I'll say again, even for myself, like, um, I'm even still waking up right to own, to own that part of my heritage, my culture. And I don't know if, again, that's because like for a lot of people in my family, they don't eat, they're not even, they don't really care about our Indian heritage or culture. Like they just, um, you know, it's just not interesting to them and, um, nor do they, you know, it's just not what they want to do. Whereas I feel in my family, like I'm kind of alone in that. And, um, I'm like asking them questions all the time. So for me right now, I'm still in the the part of fully owning and understanding and learning and even working through again, right. Some of the trauma, um, that my ancestors ancestors have had to go through. And I sometimes feel as though I'm not native enough to do this work Mm -hmm. or, you know, so I've been grappling with that myself and feeling as though, um, even my, like another part of my family is Irish. And so, um, you know, we have white descendants in our family too. And so it's like, I feel very much in the middle. So I feel that pull and I even feel that way towards, um, even black lives matter and how I can be an ally. How can I show my support? So I think it's many things. And at the end of the day, of course, it's not you specifically that has done this harm to people, right? Um, and I, I understand where we're at and that someone kind of has to, right, pay the price for the damage that has been done. But I think at this, the end of the day, too, we can't fight fire with fire. And I think we all just have to come together. And I think exactly what you're doing as um, being this light, being this advocate, tapping into the practices and wisdom that you already share and offer the world is everything that you can do to be an advocate and to help in that way. 
because you're shedding light um, just on the very systems and um, tools and practices that probably weren't really allowed to be practiced um, not too long ago. And um, connecting with people who, um, right, can can just, I don't know, further connect you and um, educate you on certain things too. And I feel the same way about myself. I'm still learning every single day. So I think at the end of the day, it's um, letting go of, you know, something that, or not feeling, not taking on the uh, pain, the traumas, the, right, um, even projections that people are putting onto you that your ancestors have done. You can own that and you can say thank you and I want to do things differently, but not fully taking on that pain and allowing yourself to be that advocate and that person um, of an ally just by being your true self and standing in your light and your wisdom. I hope I answered that right. (laughs) Yeah, that was amazing. Thank you so much. And um, I mean, just, yes, you answered that perfectly because I can feel it in my body. Like I felt, I felt that. And I think it also just goes back to, um, I guess just my perspective on even healing people. Like I have worked with, um, when I was in the acupuncture clinic, uh, at school, there were people that would come in and see me that were just like straight narcissists and just the things that they were saying, it was just so clear to me that they're like, here's all these narcissistic traits. But the way that I knew that I had to help them was to love them exactly where they're at and not make them feel shameful or bad for how they are. Like that is the only way that you're going to help them, like shaming them and blaming them and making them feel bad for being that way. Like that's not going to do shit, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of how I relate to what you're saying is like, yeah. And I, and I'm, it's hard because I guess I I am a millennial, I guess. And in the same breath to like cancel culture, I get it. I understand it. I absolutely think we should hold people accountable to their actions and things of that nature. But at the same time, I don't think people should just be canceled because maybe they weren't educated or maybe they didn't write no better because they write, they, it wasn't, it wasn't information that was available to them or whatever it is. And so, um, I think even in that sense, like that's just how I operate and how my heart operates. I'm not a very assertive. It's one way or the highway, um, black and white. I'm very much in the middle and, um, I see so many perspectives and sides to so many things. And, um, I mean, that's just what I try to do with my heart every day is to just write, lead with compassion and, um, and, and to allow people to feel seen and heard regardless of, of who they are and what they've experienced because we're all human. And um, I think sometimes we just forget that and we want to blame someone for things that have been done. And that makes absolute sense too. But um, yeah, I just, I feel like a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot of things in the world would get solved or we could um, work better together if we came at a place of more grace, compassion, acceptance. And just love and right working together. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll just we'll do, right revolution together. Here we yeah, go. <laughs> absolutely. Have you always had this um, kind of perspective where you could take on and understand other perspectives, or is that something that you have kind of grown into? I think both. Um, 
I mean, I've always been someone very, what I would consider sensitive in regards to just being very empathetic. Like I, I would be in the car with my parents and just see someone on the side of the street, right? A homeless person and feel like I could feel their entire just being of what they're experiencing in that moment. Like I could feel that at such a young age. Um, and, and not to say that like I truly knew their story or anything, but like just to feel possibly like what their body was experiencing or spirit or whatever. Um, so that has always been very prominent. And I always thought I was really weird or alone in that, but waking up to knowing that so many more of us have that gift. Um, actually all of us do, it's just a matter of tapping into it. Um, but as far as like the perspectives and things, I feel like I'm, I'm opening up to that more and more because I used to fight it. I used to feel as though I have to have I have to be on one side because all of my friends are standing up for this or, you know, I almost, um, right. Self-abandon myself, um, to fit in, to go with the grain. And now I am learning that self-sovereignty and that trust and autonomy within my own self of what feels like truth. And it may not make sense to anyone else. And it may be a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I'm just, I'm in the middle. And for me, I just feel like it allows me to, uh, be at this place where I can accept, um, you know, different realities or different perspectives and to have more of that, um, just open heart for people and, um, just open mind for, for those experiences for them as well. And it's not always like that, but, um, yeah, I feel like over the years it's, it's getting stronger and I'm accepting it more and more, um, as a gift for myself. So. That's so beautiful. I can relate so much to everything that you just said. Um, cause I too, when I was young could very much pick up on the emotional states of people around me. And I was very, I was very shy and quiet. So I would just kind of sit back yeah. and like observe everything. Um, which I think kind of gives me like, it's like, I've been studying for what I do for a living now, like my entire life of like, observing, oh, absolutely. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, for me with like the perspectives and, um, I just want to like share this with you if that's okay. Yeah. It's kind of my journey. Cause I think I used to be someone where it was very much like black or white. I had a stance. The stance was from my childhood conditioning. Like, this is just the way that the world works. And like people who think otherwise are idiots. Like that was very much my, my mindset. And when I went to college, like basically that whole paradigm was like shattered and was like, holy shit, like everyone does life differently. <laughs> And then yes. from there, it's kind of been this same thing of like, okay, well, who am I? Like that self-sovereign, like, what do I believe? Like, what is me and what has been, you know, put onto me? And, um, I've, I've noticed with myself that the, like, when I go through a really deep healing period, I don't know what it's like for you, what your healing journey has been like. And I, I actually am really curious if you're up for talking about it, but for me, it's been like these periods of like intense situations. And then I'm going through this like emotional purging and like healing inner child shit. And like with my mentor and getting, um, having that space for me to really heal a lot of stuff. And then after I go through a healing period, it's like, I, I come back into the world, like literally it could be the same day or the next day. And I'm around different people and I'm experiencing life differently. And it's like, I'm noticing 
just people are like how people relate to each other. It's different. And so it's almost like the more that I heal myself, the more that I can see of what is actually true about what's happening in the world, rather than me kind of putting my own meaning onto things. That makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, because I'm, I'm a firm believer. I love all of that too, because I relate the same thing. I mean, we could talk all day long about all the ways that we relate <laughs> to each other. Literally, I'm like, you're like my soul sister over here. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, it's a constant reminder of that, right? Everyone is also a mirror for us. So I think in that regard too, like um, talk about a healing uh, just journey. I mean, I feel like sometimes I'm like, I haven't had, I haven't had enough or I'm not, I haven't been fully initiated to do this work or sit with people and tell them like how to help them. I, I, you know, almost believe it's been past lives that I've have acquired this wisdom and this compassion because I haven't had a very traumatic life. And it's not that I would wish that upon myself or anyone for that matter, but sometimes I'm just like, what else you got for me? Because I feel like I could just, you know, and then definitely don't do that. Don't do that. Um, because the universe will deliver. Um, uh, but no, I feel like our, I feel like our entire life, we're going to go in and out of just dark nights of the soul. It's just part of it. We're peeling layers. We're, we're unlearning and then we're learning. We're becoming, and then we're unbecoming. It's just, it's part of this experience. And, um, I think something that I've actually found so much gratitude for, especially after the fact is like, when you're in it, um, right. You're just like, whether again, it's, you're in an ego trap, you're working through healing some deep childhood wounds or whatever it may be in the moment, it is so hard. And you feel like it's going to be a literal lifetime to heal this part of yourself. And it can be so painful. And, um, just hard to face. And, um, you know, you're just very confused. Sometimes that's probably my biggest thing is I feel like I wanted to shut the world out and, um, you know, distance myself or detach myself. And, um, I'm learning to ask for help. I'm learning to, um, connect with people in those moments that I'm working through things and healing. And of course I have my mentors and teachers too, that I work with. But, um, I think at the same time though, that, we have to find gratitude for those moments because when we come out of it, like you said, it's like a whole new perspective or just parts that were so unclear. We have so much clarity now. And I think at the end of the day too, I think about this is those moments that I heal. It could even be just right. A fragment of myself in that moment in time. I then can use that not only, right, it's medicine for me, but then it gives me the tools, the confidence to then work with others and hopefully not even, not even work with people in a one-on-one right type of session. It could even just be talking with a friend or a family member or a stranger and um, hoping that that message or whatever it is, I just feel like that's kind of the purpose of it too, is we're my favorite quote anyways, is we're all walking each other home. Um, by Ram Dass. And so just to remind ourselves that we're mirrors for each other and we're all going to experience these just influx of, um, you know, coming into ourselves, right? That introspection and then pulling ourselves out of it and uh, saying like, this is who I am now in this moment. And 
I think that's also the biggest question too, is always asking ourselves, who am I in this moment? Because it's always changing and right. We can't go back and undo the past as we weave this tapestry of our life, but um, we can't skip ahead either. It's who are we in this moment and fully like embracing that and working with that and know that we have the tools, we have the opportunity to maybe, right. Go back a little bit and work with our inner child or to further prevent things um, within our nervous system when something else triggers us in the future. But um, yeah, I think that's just a part of the experience. And um, I just, I wish more people talked about it because it's so relatable and we all go through it. So Yeah. I'm curious what you think about, um, I guess enlightenment and I guess I'll just share a little bit of like what I think. And then I just want to see like what you, what you think. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I have this perspective that, I mean, okay, for, for one, let me, let me take a, take a quick tea, go back to the gene keys and how like the cities, like that's like the high, that's like enlightenment. That's like the highest version. Uh-huh. And he talks about in there um, how basically like when you become enlightened, like you're literally no longer your, your um, you're no longer yourself. Like you are so far above who you were in this life that like you are not your body, like you are nothing basically. And you are just this pure consciousness energy. So for me, as I'm reading this Gene Keys book, I'm like, I don't want to reach enlightenment. I want to be very much in my physical life, experiencing my life, having everything that there is to offer. And this is something that the shaman I studied with actually said to me one time, cause I was, I think I was, I had this belief that, oh my gosh, like if I, I have to go through all this healing and then I'll be enlightened and I have to do all this work and then I'll just be enlightened. And he's like, Sarah, angels cannot taste an orange. Like you are on this physical earth for a reason. And it's to experience the physical physicalness of this existence. Exactly. And so for me, when, you know, there are these like enlightened people that are, you know, here and just some of the people that I think of, I guess, when I say this is like Eckhart Tolle and uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. And um, just like, those are, I guess those are two of the main people that I think of that it's like, okay, like they are giving us this divine message. But then I also question, I mean, I think maybe Eckhart Tolle is, he, he seems like he has kind of the personality that I would imagine someone that is enlightened where he's, he's very just steady all the time. Like it, it seems like he doesn't have like any fluctuation and um, I guess, okay. I don't really fully remember where I was going with this, but basically I think that we have these moments of like clarity and being fully embodied and like having those like enlightened moments of just presence, like being so in the present moment And then our humanness comes in and we kind of lose it. And then we come back to it and then we lose it. And then we come back. And I think that that's for me, what my healing journey has been like is very much moments like this. And and it's like the more healing work that I do on my inner child, the more present I can be in the moment. Um, And I can kind of come back quicker to that. But my humanness, it's, it's like, I'm here for my human experience. And so that's going to always be a thing for me. And I don't think I want it to be any different. I don't know. I just, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Oh man, where do I start? There's so many things <laughs> that are just like, yes, yes, yes. Um, 
Absolutely. I love that um, just analogy, analogy, metaphor um, about the angel tasting the orange. Exactly. Um, that is the purpose of being human is this embodied experience and to experience pleasure and see the beautiful sunrise and taste good food and enjoy sex and all this stuff. And so that is absolutely why I have aligned with, and I do the somatic work that I do and the native movement is to remind ourselves of our humanness. And if I'm being 100% honest and transparent for the last few years for myself, I've done the meditations. I've done all, you know, so many of readings, even Eckhart Tolle's readings. I've done, like, I feel like every enlightenment type of practice out there. And I almost not, and again, this is my, my personal story for me too. I still felt like maybe there was something missing or that things just like weren't fully clicking Um, whether I was having an anxious moment or right. I was triggered by something, whatever it is, I still felt like some of those practices weren't helping me until I really understood how embodiment and somatic practices work. And that is what's shifting for me. And I think at the end of the day, so many of us are on that fast track to ascending and we, right. We want to get there. We want to be the most enlightened one. We think, you know, that's gonna, right. We're, we're not going to have karma or whatever, you know? Um, and I think it comes back to just more spiritual bypassing and we, ha- we can't live. I get it. We're, we can go in between those realms. I I'm 100% there with that too, but we can't forget about what's happening here. And I'm seeing so much of that happen specifically on social media. And again, that's just one right chunk of someone's lives. And I'm not saying that's who someone is entirely, but I see that a lot of just so much ascension, so much of living in these other realms when we're right here in this realm right now, in this presence that we could be changing things here on earth right now. And I think it's just, again, returning to that sense of feeling safe in the body, um, simply just placing our hands on the body and noticing how touch feels and the breath and being in nature, placing our feet on the ground. Like those are such simple practices that we can connect to, um, that help us to come back to ourselves and, um, specifically help us through some of those dark nights of the soul and some of the things that we shift through, because at the end of the day, right, we're working to heal those things. And, um, it is more of those enlightenment practices, right. Where we're discovering new things about ourselves. We're gaining new information and wisdom, which is all energy up in these energetic, uh, areas of the body, but how do we integrate that? And that is what we're missing more than anything. You hear so many people doing plant medicine now, whether it's just cannabis or monthly ayahuasca ceremonies. And again, I am all for plant medicine. It is so healing in so many ways, but how much time are we taking to really integrate that, to be embodied with it and to really put into practice the things that we've learned, the things that we've channeled or download or have those enlightenment type of right messages that have come through or teachings, how much are we actually integrating into real life? That's what I feel like so many um, people are missing. And 
I'm not going to say I haven't done it myself because I totally have, um, but I'm waking up to that. And I think that's also why, um, yeah, you're just starting to see more people. Um, I feel like even integrating more somatic practices, it's, it's becoming more and more of a thing that we have to help ourselves here in this moment and here and now in these bodies. And that's what I feel like, if anything, not am I only helping people with just relieving stress, but think about where does stress come from? It's our world that we're living in and we escape it. We numb ourselves to it. We're just not here. And to be able to fully embrace this human experience, to accept it, to move forward with love and forgiveness, and to just, again, feel safe in our body to move forward, we have to reconnect or reestablish that relationship with our bodies first. And that's where I feel like, I don't know, the work that I'm doing and where I'm being called right now. So I'm so glad you brought, brought that up because I love to, you know, talk about enlightenment and we all want to get there, but I think true wisdom is in the body and we can feel so much more enlightened when we have both, right? Liberation and that physical manifestation. So. Yeah, yeah. I love everything that you just said. It's like, yes, I just want to mic drop <laughs> because that's, you know, to kind of share a little with you about like when I was in like a lot of spiritual circles, I saw a lot of that, of like getting caught in the astral realm and just staying there. And I'm like, but how do I, how do I bring it back? Like, how do I bring it back? And I know for me, I definitely too, like got lost up there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing all this stuff. And like, I'm traveling and like, you know, all that, like some, it's really, really awesome and cool when it happens. But then it's like, okay, but my life, I still don't feel well. And I still feel like I want, like, I want to get through some of these hurdles that are in my way. And I just, I know that it's a me problem, but like, how do I do that? How do I get there? So yeah, I love that You're like, well, the embodiment embodiment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. I'm like, how are we doing on time? Um, I'll talk to you all day. We're just, yeah. Also, I'm like, we're just like, give telling. a little like hand signal if you're like, okay, and let's wrap it up. <laughs> I feel like I could just talk for days. So, it was so, yeah. it was so good. Um, I guess I want to just say, just cause I think that this could really help the listeners. Like if they're someone who is in like really into like the spiritual stuff, but wants to know how to like anchor it in and how do we bring it you know, to, to earth school? Um, yeah. I guess a little analogy that I do use because I think when the first time that I read like Eckhart Tolle's books, uh, like the first thing I said was like, okay, cool. This sounds all good and well, but like, how do you actually do it? Like, how do you put it into practice? And it also made me like, made me, um, like when things weren't going right, or when I was doing all the things wrong, or when I wasn't doing all the spiritual stuff perfectly, I was really hard on myself. But what I realized about his teachings is that he is, he is like an expert. He is like a college level calculus teacher. And when you're just starting out on your journey, you're learning how to add and subtract. And so when you like look at calculus, like you might be like, oh, these numbers are cool. And like, these symbols are cool and it all looks cool, Mm -hmm. but you have no idea how to like anchor it into like your life and how to practically use it. 
And I don't know, like, that's just what I think about his work. And I almost feel like, I mean, it's amazing, like what he's done Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm not trying to like discredit that at all, but I do see this aspect of it. It's like, you kind of have have to put a disclaimer up or something of like, Mm -hmm. this is a very advanced way of thinking. And like, I don't know, just what do you think? (laughs) No, I, I love that. And truthfully to two things that are coming to my mind is one, I do the same thing. I feel like whether it's a mentor or whoever that I'm comparing myself to is, oh, I don't know enough like they know, or how do I get to where they're at? And you, imme- you immediately start forgetting all the progress that you've made. And you just instantly, again, want to fast track to um, those, that, that spiritual curriculum or whatever it is. And you, you can't, again, bypass anything. And at the end of the day, we all have our own individual spiritual curriculum. And some may be on a faster track and some may be, it may be lifetimes for some things. Um, so it's like to keep that in mind too. But I also feel like, yeah, I forget that some people are just starting out in their journeys where I was, right? Six, seven years ago. I forget that. And a lot of the people that I follow on social media too are either pretty much where I am or on beyond, again, in my human logical terms of where someone would be on a spiritual spectrum or something. Um, and I forget though that people are starting out. And so sometimes like I get hard on myself that, oh, there's already too much noise going on because, or so-and-so is already doing that. So why do I need to speak on that? Or um, that's kind of what's been on my mind lately too is, even just those of us who are, right, we're not a Cartoli's, we aren't Danielle Laporte's, we aren't those type of, right, people who have thousands of followers and all these book deals and have just been in this realm of work for a while. Um, We can still reach people who are just beginning their journeys and know that, you know, we were there too. And same for them, right? Every, what is the quote? Like every, expert had to be a beginner. And, um, so just returning back to that mindset too. And, um, I think that is a lot of, again, what I maybe feel or, um, judge within the wellness, um, spiritual realm is, um, we all have to have the best tools. We all have to do all these practices. We all have to have astrology and human design, have to know all these things to offer our clients and do all the things. And it's, fucking exhausting and you lose yourself in it and we're not an Eckhart Tolle we aren't Daniel Laporte I'm Bailey Bruce and you're Sarah I forget how to say your last name but <laughs> Gary, but, it's right? a really weird one we're, yeah. we're our own individual people with our own spiritual curriculums and we have to remember that and know um it doesn't have to be so complicated and we don't have to know all the things all the time just work with, right? This adding and subtracting that you talked about. And maybe we'll never get to that calculus step. Maybe this is what we're supposed to learn in this moment in time and and staying with that. And um, I'll be honest too, that has been a struggle for me because like I learned Reiki and the next thing I knew, I was like, oh, I'm so inspired. I want to teach it. Well, what did I do? I didn't spend 10 years integrating Reiki I immediately was like, okay, now I'm going to level up, get my teacher certification. So I did that within like two years. And sometimes right in my mind, I'm like, 
did I integrate it enough? Have I practiced it enough to call myself a Reiki master? And you have to let that go too and know that if that's where your heart is pulling you to be and you feel fully confident in what you've learned and are ready to teach the world, then that's that's your gift to the world. And so even that, like we can't criticize or judge ourselves too much or others for what they're doing and how they're doing it. Um, and we just, I don't know, I, again, I'm kind of getting sidetracked with that too, but um, exactly. I think at the end of the day, we just have to focus on ourselves and know that, right, we have to be aware of these initiations and we can't fully um, know when they're going to happen and we can't, um, right, make, speed them up in any way, um, right, healing, we have to go through it, we have to, we can't rush it, and so whatever that is, whether it is your healing, or whether it's stepping into being a leader, and a speaker, and working with others, um, it takes time, and um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I think, yeah, 100%, and I can relate so much, to everything that you just said. Um, I want to be mindful of your time. Is it okay if we go a little bit over? Oh yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. Um, so I have a question for you on, um, I guess when you were at the beginning of your journey and you were like, I want to learn more. I want to learn more. Cause I, okay. I'm going to kind of share a little bit about me just so then just to, yeah. to see. Okay. Um, so at the beginning of my journey, I can remember like learning all the things and being like, oh my gosh, like I want to give me more, give me more. Like I want to grow. I want to learn. I want to like do all the things. And I can remember kind of like spinning of being like, well, what can I do now? What can I do now? Okay. I just meditated for like an hour, but like, what can I do now? Um, But all the while, like my life, I wasn't like paying attention to my life and the fact that I didn't have friends that I was aligned with. And I had just gotten out of this super toxic relationship and I didn't even know like what I wanted for, from a relationship or like who I even really was. And it's almost like I got so, um, caught up in like, what can I learn? Like trying to grasp onto like a technique or something. Um, I'm just curious, like, I guess that's, that's what I would say from my own experience of, you know, if for the listeners, like if you're wondering if you're in that like space of like, what more can I learn? Or if you are in that space of like, what can I learn and what can I do for my spiritual journey? I guess I would say like, look at your life and like, where are you at in your life? And what, you know, are you totally happy with everything, every aspect of it? Uh, And I'm just curious, like what your perspective is um, and what your experience was like in the beginning. Oh, absolutely. I, I love this too so much because it, right, it's just kind of flowing into um, what we just are flowing from what we just talked about. And again, I think it comes back to, right, we have tools, resources, um, right, books. I love to read. And same thing. I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm going to read a little bit of this. And because, right, I'm so interested in that topic in that moment. And I'll read like a couple of chapters and then, oh, um, it's like, ADHD. I'm like, then I'm like, Oh, but I want to read about this. And then, so I will be reading six books at one time. How is that actually benefiting me to be spending, right? You're like, you're extending yourself and, and to multiple things at once. And I think that's something that our culture, right. Has prided us on as far as multitasking. 
and we've gotten away with it thinking it's a superpower. I mean, I would put it on my resumes. I would tell, oh, I'm the best multitasker there is. And now I'm having to fully reprogram my nervous system to focus on one thing, one thing at a time. And it is so hard, but I get so much more fulfillment out of it. I'm able to fully comprehend things. I'm able to integrate things even better. And so same thing. I, I mean, I will feel pulled in all these different directions as to what I'm interested in and how I want to level up or, um, again, just what I'm interested in the moment. Um, and I just feel like it comes back to, well, maybe there's so much work here in the present moment in our real lives outside of a book, outside of, um, you know, this course I'm taking or this whatever it is. There's so much wisdom and life experience that can be gained when we literally are just awake and present and in this moment and looking into our friendships, our relationships, and how do they make us feel and where, you know, where is this um, disconnect or whatever it may be. Um, That's, again, where I think our society is just so distracted so distracted, whether it's social media, or again, we're multitasking with all the things, jobs that we've gotten so disconnected from even just listening to the basic signs and, um, you know, symptoms and wisdom that the body has. And so we just ignore it, or we just aren't um, educated or equipped with the, the knowledge to know what our body is saying to us. And so, um, that's kind of what I see from this too, is we're just, we're so distracted that, um, that's where a lot of stress and imbalances and just a lack of disconnect, um, is, is coming or lack, lack, yeah, lack of connection is coming from. So, um, yeah. (laughs) I love that you brought that up and that, that was me too. I actually, um, my lease ended in June with my partner, Ryan. And so we've been bouncing between uh, my my parents' house and his parents' house. And I was only allowed to bring like a, a few books, right? Because all the rest had to get packed away. And I'm just like you, I was reading all these different books and I knew that I needed to stop, that I needed to focus. But yeah, it's like knowing what to focus on is something that I'm still learning. And, uh, but it's been, it felt so good to like, pack up the rest of those books. But um, yeah, just the focusing on the connection that we have in life and with the world is so important. And, you know, it is more important than these new tools that, you know, the new tools might help us with the connection, but like, absolutely. And they're always there, right? They are tools, they are resources to use um, for us and to help us. And, um, but absolutely, I think, um, and, and yeah, it's kind of of like a disclaimer too, because I'm the type of person I just, especially if I'm so passionate about something, I have so much energy generated that if I'm not doing enough with it, then I get anxiety. And so even that it's like, right. Listening to my body. Well, am I just on this programming of productivity that I don't feel worthy because I have to be product productive, can't talk. Um, or am I just so inspired by something that I just, that life force energy is just giving me the energy to want to pursue it. Like, which is it? And so that's right. Sitting with that and, and finding what works for you. Um, because I'll even kind of tap into that too, is, uh, for the last like couple years too, I'm seeing a lot more of, you know, rest is essential. Take time for rest. Like 
talking about right productivity in our nervous systems, I think that's again a huge thing that our society and um, you know we're just we it's all work 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 rest later when we can or whatever. And we're, we're really starting to understand as we're coming into these more chronic diseases and things like that, that like we need time for our bodies to rest and repair itself. And so I would get really hard on myself too and feel like, well, I'm not resting enough as so-and-so is, or, you know, like I would compare myself and get hard on myself that, well, have I had, have I had enough rest? Um, because I, again, I'm just the type of person that, I, I have so much energy that again, when I'm passionate about something, I, I just, I want to do it and it, it gives me more of that fuel. And so for me, I've had to understand that specifically doing Reiki, I do a lot of Reiki on myself. I do those practices. So my rest time, my turnover time in between projects or this or that is a lot shorter. Maybe it's, you know, a full weekend of resting. And then that next week I am just busting it out and I am thriving and loving life. And then that weekend I'm off versus a whole month of resting. And then, you know, so it's like finding what works for you and don't get me wrong. There have been after a big project or something, a retreat that I did, I would take a couple weeks off and not do anything because right. Even I'm integrating that and taking time for, for what was, you know, held in that container. But um, I think that's another thing is to not shame ourselves or compare ourselves to others, you know, um, just journeys, obviously, but um, in regards to just, you know, business women and, um, you know, the things that we're offering and putting out into the world, we all have our unique ways of doing that. And yeah. So what is your human design energy type? I'm just curious. Funny story. So I did. Okay. So the two times I've like pulled it from these sites, I was a reflector, but I had this friend who does human design readings and she pulled it from like this legit site. So I don't know if I just had it wrong. Also, when she did it, my time was local, whereas the sites that I did was universal. So she pulled me as a uh, generator and, but the ones I did was reflector. So I'm still... I honestly resonate with both so deeply, but when she did the the call with me and we really talked through it, I'm like, okay, generator, it's, it's really, really making more sense. So yeah. um, Yeah. Okay. I I was just curious. I'm a projector. And so when you're talking about like getting those bursts of energy and then needing to rest, like that's so my energy type and actually discovering human design gave me so much more permission to allow that to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I need to study more about projector too. Who knows? Maybe I'm just <laughs> a little bit of all of them. I don't know. Things, yeah. Um, but yeah, see, I'm, and again, we re- we relate on that because I have some friends that they'll literally take like chunks of months off to rest. And I'm like, I would be going crazy on the inside. And I know again, that's just in, in some aspects, right. It's, it's reprogramming. It's learning to be okay with not being busy. Absolutely. But if you're on a mission, I also fully am like, I can't just, I can't just sit and let that energy just, I would go crazy. So, um, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same um, what is your, uh, like astrology triad, your sun, your moon, and your rising. So I'm a Leo sun and then a Libra moon and Libra rising. What I are you? That. My husband's a Leo. Um, I'm an Aquarius sun, a Capricorn moon and a Virgo rising. Okay. 
Yeah, that's the organization, the Virgo. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the work, Capricorn. I mean, all yeah. the things. Yeah. Um, so yours is more, is Libra air or is it? Or yep. Yep. Okay. Libra's air. air. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's funny. I have zero fire in my chart. Zero. Wow. So, well, I'm mostly, I'm, I'm mostly earth element. So I'm a very like. I remember person. on that, that workshop. <laughs> Like your chart looked real, like I had never seen a chart like your chart before. Weird. I don't know. I'm yeah. still, again, that's another thing, right? Talk about using tools and things, human design, astrology, like they're all there to teach us more about ourselves, but still I'm like, it's a whole nother language. I haven't even, you know, yeah. taken time to learn. So <laughs> yeah, I actually, after that workshop, I was like, man, this stuff is, I'm not like, like you said, it's like, we thought we, you know, have to have all the different tools. And so I was mm-hmm. used like clinging to astrology and I'm just like, this is great, but I don't think that this is part of what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> yes. And talk about that. Like that's what this, um, I don't know specifically like for everyone else, but I went into my Saturn, I think it's called Saturn return, um, in December of this last year. So things have really shifted for me over the last few months. And so specifically this summer, spring or spring and summer have been one of those kind of dark nights of the soul. And I've had to really get clear on what is, yeah, what do I feel is true to me? And that was one of those things I felt pressured to, okay, now I got to learn human design. Okay. Now I got to learn astrology. Okay. I got to add this to my tool belt, tool, tool belt and this and this. And I, I felt so overwhelming. And even like there was something recently too, that I was like looking into and wanting to dive deeper into. And then I just had to sit with it. And I think I was like, no, I think I'm just, I was interested in it for a moment. And I had to get clear on that and just let it go and know that, you know, what, right. We're, we were just kind of talking about that of, of what feels like just truth for us and how we want to offer that. I'm kind of going on a tangent, but Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. Like that's, um, very much part of what my journey looked like as well. And then just getting, I'm also going through my Saturn return right now. And for the listeners, if you're around 30 right now, um, it's what it's September of 2021. I'm like, what's the year? What's the month? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you, and it's like around 30, um, you're probably in your Saturn return right now. And that's just kind of the way that I have um, learned about Saturn returns is it's like, are you on your uh, path? Like for, for giving the world your unique gifts, like, are you doing that? And it's basically, if you're not, then you're going to, your world's going to get shaken up a little bit uh, to kind of help you get clear and get back onto that path. And uh, even if you are on that path, like if you're, I guess the way that I'm experiencing it personally is like, I'm from that workshop with Brit and I, I got a reading from her as well. She's like, you're meant to be in the spotlight with your career. And I'm a Leo sun and like, it's Leo sun in the 10th house, like conjunct Jupiter. And so it's like, I'm supposed to be this thing. And I'm like, but I'm, I grew up this very shy and like, I'm just stepping into a lot of who I am and like presenting myself in this new way. And I feel like my Saturn return is like 
come on, like get going. Like I'm feeling like pushed and I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Like, ah. <laughs> but it's yes. just, it's for me too. It's been just dark night of the soul and like, you know, taking action, imperfect action and figuring out like, well, what is it that you are going to give birth to, you know, in terms yeah. of the spotlight of your career? Like, what is that container for you? Because there's all these different things that I've also learned and um, could do, could offer that it's overwhelming. And I feel like I'm finally um, narrowing in because of the action that I have taken. And it's like through that action that I've learned, even, even though I didn't want to take that action, it's like, you have to take the action to figure, to figure it out. Like you have to get feedback through action. Yes. And there are no mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's not. You can can turn around. There might be some roadblocks. There might, you might go a different direction, but just turn around go back or yeah, I think that's something to just get right, giving ourselves more grace to figure that out, to take the action and to have that courage to do so. But like, we'll figure it out. And there is no right, wrong turn or mistake to be made. So, uh, yeah. well, I'm, ex- I'm excited for you. And I can see you yeah. just leaning more into that fire and your voice and all of it. Uh, so good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So before I ask you this last question, where can people find you and connect with you? Um, a couple of places, obviously Instagram. Um, it's just bailey.bruce. Um, and then my website, naturalnativewellness.com. I'm on Facebook too, but I don't really use it. So same thing. You can find me there. I have natural native wellness page or just Bailey Bruce. Um, but yeah. Okay, cool. I'll put all of those links in the show notes. Okay. So okay. this last question. If you could have every single woman like truly know and embody an understanding, what would that be? That like what's coming to the surface in this moment is just past experiences of shame, of guilt, whatever it may be, does not define you and that your power truly lies in your ability to just be fully embodied and authentic and to express yourself in your your own unique way um I don't know that's that's kind of what comes up for me is just knowing that yeah those types of things in the past do not define who you are and you have the permission and the birthright to come home to yourself and to express your own uniqueness and power and pleasure and beauty in your own unique way. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on here with me today. I've had such a great time connecting with you and I love all all the things we talked about. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, it was just so beautiful and how it all flowed and all the topics. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful to know you and to connect with you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.